find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Previously on Soap Central Live. There is this amazing, amazing potential for story on days with EJ and Nicole and Taylor and Sammy and Rafe and Brady. I mean, when you think about it, Brady is into Nicole, who Nicole has unresolved feelings for EJ, who she's now marrying, and EJ still has unresolved issues and feelings for Sammy, and Sammy has them for Rafe, but somehow in the midst of all that, EJ and Nicole are getting married, you know, um, and it's, it's sort of a marriage of convenience. You know, it's very easy to see how this marriage could inconveniently become, you know, a real one. And it would be very inconvenient for a lot of other people on the canvas. I'm curious, where along in the path did you actually finally consider calling yourself an actor? Uh, not until about, I don't know, I would say about three years ago. Really? Yeah, I, I really felt like I, I took this scene study improv class, as they called it. This teacher, his name's Stephen Book. He's awesome. I feel different, and I really, really enjoy this character so much. Not that I didn't before, but I feel like I have so much more room to play with this character, uh, and I think that's made me a better actor, you know, because I, I really enjoy it so much. This week, Ariane Zucker returns to Soap Central Live. We're going to find out what she has to say about her four SoapCentral.com Dankies nominations. And we know that Nicole is going to take a walk down the aisle this month, but will she actually get a chance to say, I do? Well, it's time to find out. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans. It's Dan Kroll welcoming you to another edition of the always unpredictable Soap Central Live. If I sound a little bit sniffly or stuffy this week, we'll call it snuffy, uh, it's because I have a little bit of a cold. And I've been hearing that this wild winter weather that seems to be affecting just about all of the country it has a lot of you feeling under the weather. So if you're in a part of the country where you're tired of dealing with the cold temperatures and hearing about the snow and the sleet and the freezing rain, then this week I want to encourage you to slide a little closer to your radio and computers because I've got enough hot air to keep you warm for at least the next hour. I often mention this, but it does bear repeating. One, I don't like surprises. And two, this is live radio, so anything can happen. To that end, Ari Zucker was scheduled to be my guest this week, as you heard at the top of the show. But there was a production schedule change, and she's been called away to work. If you follow her tweets, 
You know that she mentioned the other day that she was already working before 7 a.m., so that must mean that there's something big and juicy coming up. Speaking of big and juicy, and I really have no idea where this segue is going to go, but we'll just go with it. <laughs> Let's just say that we do have another guest from Days of Our Lives to chat with us this week. Valentine's Day is coming up, and it's a holiday that's associated with hearts. So what better guest to have on than someone who plays a doctor who performed heart surgery this week? Sean Christian is a veteran of three daytime drama series. He started off as Mike Kasnoff on As the World Turns before dropping by One Life to Live as Ross Rayburn. But in just a few weeks, he'll celebrate his third anniversary as Daniel Jonas on NBC's Days of Our Lives. And three seems to be a really good number for him because this year he's also a three-time SoapCentral.com Yankees Award nominee. So let's get him here on the show. Sean, thanks so much for coming by last minute to save me as a <coughs> having a guest here. My pleasure, Dan. Or should I just call you Snuffy? You can call me Snuffy. After That'll the be fine. Juicy introduction. I think I could call you Snuffy. That was All right. Of an introduction, I must say. Thank you. Well, thanks, Big and Juicy. Uh, <laughs> Has anybody? Has uh, we anybody? Got to look pet names now. There That'll be good, that's unpredictable great. Is right. God knows where this is going now. Well, you know, you've already met my mom, so I feel that like, you know the courtship phase is already out of the way. So exactly, you know, sitting at a tailgate, reminiscing. <laughs> Come on, I'm meeting the mother in the back woods. I mean, you know, there's a whole show there for you. I kind of think that there is. So let's just get this out of the way. Has anyone told you and broken the news to you that you are a three-time SoapCentral.com award nominee? No. I oh. No. Okay, so, what well, am- absolutely. I'll be the one to tell you. you what the hell's been- going on in my life now? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you have been nominated as the Outstanding Supporting Actor, Most Attractive Male Star, and Outstanding Overall Performer, by the fans on SoapCentral.com. So congratulations for that. Right on. Do you have like an applause button that goes, everyone claps, like there's a loud group of clapping? Uh, how about applause, applause of one? There you Great. go. Great. Thank you. No, I sincerely thank you very much. That's actually very nice. I did not know. So it, um, I appreciate it. Good. It is the, the only awards out there. I mean, of course, we have the daytime Emmys. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Those things, so. yeah. <laughs> You know, These the are, Oscars, anyway, you know, those old things, those old gold <laughs> nuggets, I don't know, you know. These are the only awards that are decided upon by the fans, so it's, they make the nominations, they vote for the winners, so you're yeah, up to the it should like, be, that's awesome. The voice of the people who are invested in it, don't you think? I think so, because, you know, at the end of the day, I think everybody knows a performer who is long overdue for recognition for be it an Emmy or something, and for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to happen. And, you know, those are all decided by industry insiders. Who are the people who are really making everything happen? It's the fans. So I think that does mean a whole lot. Can they get an award? The fans? Yeah, how would you do that? Is that possible? I don't know that I have the the budget. I'll do that, Dan. I mean, Snuffy, figure that one out. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'll figure that out while we figure (laughs) you out a little bit. (laughs) Good luck. Let's be laying down on a couch for this. <clears throat> oh, you might have to. It's going to be simple. Let's trace your path, growing up in Michigan, to becoming a doctor in good old Salem, USA. Yeah. Was acting always on your radar? Was that your first plan, or was there something else growing up that you thought you were going to end up being as a profession? Oh my God, I've had so many plans in my life. Uh, I was a professional football player, architect. 
uh, basketball player to uh, computer programmer. That was not my gig. Uh, managed a nightclub, bar, work security. That didn't. That was never good. Too many beer bottles to the face. That was <laughs> probably not <laughs> changed my course. Um, now I have explored a lot of different avenues, but one thing that has been consistent throughout, and even as I was a little kid, I would act and write little plays. I would perform. Um, but nobody tells you, you know, where I come from. This is what you can do as a living. So you pursue different avenues and marketing and advertising and science, math, chemistry, which has been great. I've had an opportunity to experience, but art and acting is something I've always done as a hobby. So uh, the fact that I actually get paid for it is pretty bitching. So when did you actually... I just use bitching. I never used that word. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. You know what? The way this show is going, you can say it. Yeah, I'm getting into Daniel in his first year. The little bitching dude gnarly stuff. That was the vibe. The surfer dude, doctor. All right. Exactly. So when did you come to the realization that acting was something that you could really do and not just be, have it be a hobby, but have it pay the bills as well? Uh, when I was in Chicago, um, I actually got a degree first. Told my dad I'm leaving the next day to pursue a career in acting. Uh, did. How did that go degree, over? Put it in my uh, backpack, basically, and moved to Chicago. Um you know, I took a bar job for three months, and you know, and then gunplay and fights sort of took over. So I'm like, okay, five fifteen hours isn't worth dying for. So I don't know if this is my job, <laughs> but um, and then you also, you know, I mean, that's sort of jokingly, but you uh, that aside, you know, you get into a bad pattern. For me, it was just you're working at a nightclub till three in the morning, and then everyone has a drink after work, and you're up, you know, then you piss away your day. So I'm like, no, 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 no this is not happening. I'm either going to be an actor or not and left and left that uh, job and had a bar job for three months and never had one since. So I made myself be an act, a working actor, however I had to do it. So um, that was it. Well, you mentioned your time in Chicago, and I know that from reading your bio, you spent some time at something called the Improv Olympic. Yeah. I think- Very liberating, man. It was so much fun. That was a place where I I had studied with a variety of coaches and and still, you know, have great admiration for them. But I got to tell you, one of the most freeing experiences was this improv class because I've got to, what I discovered was lending my voice to these moments or whatever. I mean, here's how I knew. When I was hanging up, hanging on this, from the rafters and the ceiling during an improv scene, chanting in Indian tones or something, I don't know. Okay. Like, yeah, baby, this is for me. I'm hanging from the rafters in, the, in, a, in an acting studio. I love this job. I said, yeah. So it was awesome, yeah. And I had got um, accepted into Second City, and then before I started doing that, I um, booked a show. I think a lot of people, when they hear the word improv, they think of just maybe stand-up comedy, but that's really not what it's about. So for maybe for folks okay, who are listening no. who, who don't quite get it. No, there's... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, like, what is improv, and, and how do you learn to improv, which is you right. know, just well, there's, freely? You know, believe it or not, there is structure in improv. Hmm. There are cycles and how things come back around. And I used to hang out in these clubs, underground uh, clubs or whatever, where they do comedy. Um, you know, for five bucks, you'd get two styrofoam glasses of wine, and you'd get to watch these brilliant actors do these little improv games. But there's games and structures 
things called the Herald, or, or in what you do, so just in a nutshell, someone will bring up an idea. And within the context of that game, you create a moment, right, and a scene. And then that, you know, there's different sec- sections, segments, and then you come back around and you let it evolve on its own natural course. Uh, but there are rules, you know, you can't say no <laughs> oh. um, to anything. And and that in and of itself is all very liberating. And you have to go, you just have to go with it. And then you end up on a ceiling singing and chanting in Indian tones. I don't know. No, that usually happens when I'm not allowed to say no, too. So it's sort of <laughs> interesting that that happens to you. Easy, Dan. I don't need to go there. <laughs> so I'm in my room. I'm hanging from my ceiling, right? <laughs> well, one of the things Listen, I would... just told me to stop talking now. <laughs> oh my gosh. One of the things I'm wondering though in using improv that maybe uh, folks are wondering because I'm, I'm reading Twitter and the emails based upon what we're talking about. Right. Someone wants to know how are you able to use improv skills when as an actor you're dealing with written word and script and there are certain words well, that you have to deliver. Yeah, it's very dicey and I've been on a variety of sets where None of that is accepted. I mean, you know, I was I had worked for David Kelly, genius writer. Do not change a word because he there, he knows everything so well. <laughs> um, and even your sitcoms, um, there's music to it, and these people are have been working for decades on how to create um, comedy music. So when it is the instead of a or than. Uh, instead of then or whatever it is, it, there's a tone to it that you need to be honest, you need to stick to. Now, granted, you'll have another pass like in, in comedy where they'll go, you know what, scrap that idea, let's improv this idea. Say this, um, but it's very specific. Now, it depends on the show and the character and how how um, friendly you are with the writer. Because, you know, these, these writers, they spend a lot of time and they, they're in their room and they're writing this dialogue. They've thought it out. Um, where it comes in for me is just making it personal. And then sometimes I can get away with it. Sometimes I can't um, in any <laughs> given day. So you know where you can push the boundaries and you know where you better uh, rein it in. No, I definitely understand in terms of pushing boundaries. So pushing, yeah, boundaries, as an, do that. <laughs> pushing boundaries as an actor, though, do you find that it's been easier for you to do comedic or dramatic roles, or does it really de- truly depend on what the material is? Uh, it's so dependent on the material and the character and what you're allowed. I mean, what's truthful to that character? You know, you can't go in any given circumstance and try to be funny. It's just not funny. I don't care what. I was just having a conversation five minutes ago about working on The Ellen Show um, years ago where I played this, this, uh, the gay plumber, right? And it was my first sitcom. And, uh, you know, Alan knows comedy like she could say the same line 50 different ways, and it is just funny all the time. But she was so nurturing, and she's like, you know what, when you open the door, don't say a word here. Trust me, there'll be a laugh here when you do the thing, when you say this, you just step to the, I mean, literally, you work with her, people like her and directors that have it down. Don't take your hat off until you say the line. After the line, say it, and then say it on this word. Then you tip your hat. And, it's, and it works. It is unbelievable. These people are comedic geniuses. So it's never, I don't know, easy, or maybe I would try to seek the challenge in it anyway. Because um, then if it's just too easy, then it's just, 
and I get bored. For comedy, do you think that that's something that you either have or you'll just never get it, or can it be learned? Uh, uh, I don't know if comedy can be learned, to be honest with you. Um, but you need to understand your role in the comedy. If you're a straight, the straight person in a, com- a comedic scene, you need to understand your role in it. Um, you can't just have you know three buffoons, even the three stooges. Not all of them were they, they were idiotic in their own unique way, right? Right. So, um, I, I don't know. No, I, I think you have to certainly have a lot of courage and a lot of um, uh, fearlessness to be funny. You really do. Because the minute you start wondering if you're funny or you think you're funny or you're trying to be funny, it doesn't seem so funny <laughs> to me. But, you know, I think that's the other point. You know, comedy is so... Um, subjective. I mean, what's funny to some people Definitely. isn't necessarily funny to others. I mean, I think Californication is fantastic. I think it's hysterical. I know people are like, ugh, disgusting. I'm like, <laughs> I find it so fantastic and funny. Um, so it's a sensibility, too. So anybody, I guess anybody may think of just come full circle. Could be funny in their own right. There you go. Just be fearless. No. That's a good way to put it. And, you know, for some people, you mentioned fearless. For some people, it does take a lot of courage to call in and talk to their favorite soap stars. But we have someone now on the line, Allie from Mississippi, who would like to talk to you. So, Allie, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Sean. Am I yelling louder than I should or no? (laughs) No. This is is Alicia, the alley cat. What's up, girl? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I am yelling. Hi, what's up? How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm good. Good. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. I haven't heard from you since when? Like, Nobody's forever, heard from right? me. No, I've been living in a cave in the mountains. <laughs> I know, Alaska. right? This is thing. Yeah, I'm so excited. But listen, I know. I just wanted to call and tell you, you know, when I went to Detroit, I just... I kind of had just like a newfound appreciation for you and for Nadia. Oh, I hear you. Someone keeps pressing a button, though. I can you hear me now? I can hear you now. I love. I that. can hear all of you. I can hear you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes. One of the yes, greatest marketing campaigns ever. <laughs> However, I bet you can't. Do you know who who uh, is it? Verizon or Sprint? Who does it? Verizon. I, I don't. I don't okay. know. It's Verizon. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I'm done. Go ahead, Allie. What's your question? What's your comment? My comment is, you know, and I was telling Sean, you know, when I went to Detroit in October to the yeah. Detroit Rescue Mission. You've and done a lot of extraordinary things for those women, by the way. Yes. Awesome. And I just want to tell you that I have a newfound, I don't know, you know, appreciation uh, for you guys, you and Nadia, and the day's cast going into Detroit and into the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, the stories that you must have heard were like the same stories that I heard, and uh, it's just amazing um, that you would take the time to go and um, give back to them. Uh, and, we were uh, blessed it, to be invited, yeah. I, I know, right? And it's just, I mean, you know, it just inspired me to go and just continue uh, to to do these things that we're doing and just to help 
people that are in need. So, you know, it's just it's amazing. There you go, from a little spark came a wildfire. I mean, that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. I mean, you know, and the thing about it is, Sean, I, I took my son with me, 11 years old, and he went with me into the mission, and we had an amazing time with them. It was such a um, enriching and enlightening experience, you know? Absolutely. So I was just, you know, grateful and thankful. Good. Well, I've seen you've carried that through, and you continue to work yeah. with them and in other projects. I think, I mean, that's yeah. sort of the the uh, the bonus icing on the cake, if you will. You know, we had the good fortune, Nadia yeah. and I, of going there and yeah. having that moment. We were able to share, and, and it was certainly moving, and to see it continue through other people. Uh, yes. I mean, well, I'm going to thank you so much, Allie, for calling in. You're welcome. Thank you, Ellie. I'll see you in Dallas, okay? You got it. (laughs) Take care of yourself. Well, that's something Uh interesting, Sean, that she'd mentioned. When you and I first met, it was for the Habitat for Humanity here in Philadelphia. Now you're mentioning that you were with the Detroit Rescue Mission Ministries. It seems to me that giving back is really important to you. It is. Actually, I just had this conversation as well, like 20 minutes ago, about giving back and about going to different cities. And I said, any time. Something comes across your desk. So give me an opportunity to go travel and go, you know, get out into the world and make a difference somehow, anyway. Um, please don't hesitate to call me. Um, I mean, it is one of those added bonuses that you, you know, we, we come here, we work, I enjoy what I do, I love what I do. Um, and the fact that it actually moves somebody else, um, it's a pretty powerful feeling. But, you know, you, uh, for me, I have a tendency sometimes to forget that because I get lost in the work or whatever, but then when I do go to another city, like, oh, my God, yeah, these people watch this and they were moved by this or or hate me for this or whatever, whatever it is. Um, they have been moved one way or the other. And, and, and if you can um, do that hand-in-hand with charity, um, I think that was it's one of an added bonus. I just, you know, for me, I've always wanted to be happy with what I'm doing and to do great things with it and let everything else unfold. So it is pretty cool. No, I think that's definitely something that is so important that maybe people don't need to be a celebrity to be able to give back. And I think that that's important for people to remember. Well, there you go. That's what that call was about. You know, it is about someone whose heart is in this, who is in it, who cares very deeply about this. And and everybody has their own passion, their own um, cause for fighting, you know. And it isn't always necessarily about money either you can certainly in your area donate your time to a lot of charities and things that can help people out it is it it is it's about your time it's about investment of your soul your spirit whatever it is what are you going to invest in it and it can be a single action in a given day it doesn't have to be for a group of people um one random act of kindness i'm sure there's a bumper sticker or something like that that's you know that can make a difference and you've made a difference for one person, and there you go. And then maybe that person will make a difference for somebody else. Um, you know, and then if you're in a position of power and you have the capacity to help uh, more people, more power to you. And, and, you know, I think with success comes responsibilities. Well, you've certainly helped to make a difference today. We have to take a quick commercial break to pay some bills. Snuffy, but- come on now. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more of Sean Christian here on Soap Central Live in just a few moments. 
Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Welcome back, everybody, to Subcentral Live, or the Snuffy and Big and Juicy Show, as it's being called this week. I'm Dan Kroll. I'm here. I'm joined again by Sean Christian. Sean, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Well, we are going to have some days talk here, and then we have a caller coming up. We'll get to the caller in just a minute. But, you know, something that I've noticed is that in daytime, we seem to talk a lot about the super couples and the long-lasting romances, and when it comes to... Daniel's orbit, there's an awful lot of one-night stands, not just for him, but he has a daughter by a one-night stand, you know, Chloe, his wife, had a one-night stand, and now his 
child isn't really his child. So, you know, what's what's about going on here that Daniel seems to have all these one night stands floating around him? <laughs> I love how it's all been sort of put on my shoulders. You know, Chloe had a one night stand. Philip had a one night stand. That's, that's all me. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's right. Anybody who had a one night stand in Salem, blame Daniel. Um, I have no idea. Uh, you know, I, how do I even say this? I don't even know if anybody else predicted that 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 Carly and Daniel had a one night stand, even when Melanie, the character, had been brought on. I think that was um, as wonderful of uh, as, as a story as it is. I don't think anybody anticipated that. Oh, Daniel had a one night stand. I'm sure some of you people out there have had a one night stand, so you know. <laughs> Don't be I, judging Daniel, please. I like how you wag your finger at my listeners. <laughs> I know, right? No, I, yeah, right. I am no, yeah, I need to be the self-righteous. Yeah, no, Daniel does not need to be self-righteous about anything. That's why I found it really challenging to be wagging my finger at Philip and Chloe, because I'm like, well, Daniel, really? I don't think you're in any, you're no angel, mister. So, Yeah. Well, aside, um, I don't know yeah. anything about that's what that's what Daniel said. I don't know anything about the one night stands that happened. You know, if you think about it, I think Daniel's had less sex with people on the show than anybody. Think about that. Do the math. I'm sure there's like a family tree of people who've you know. Well, had actually, sex with each since other. Daniel's uh, branches aren't reaching out that far. Well, to, since you maybe, mentioned it, we have Carly Manning, the one night stand. Yeah. Okay. That uh, was 25 you know, years ago. Before you know. Okay, or however old Melanie is. He dated Chelsea. Never slept with her. Thank you. No, Can't but dating the there huh? was the there was potential, and well, maybe potential. not. Potential does that does that belong on the tr- sex tree? No, well, I didn't uh, say. Uh, it was, come on, Dan, I didn't say it was a me. sex tree. I'm standing up for you because you have the best Thank named you. character in the history of daytime. I mean, I come on. What? The best-named character, Daniel. I mean, come on. You don't get better than. I know. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. Yes, exactly. The Holy Roller, Daniel. Kate Roberts. Yeah, that was off camera. Okay, and then, of course... No, 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 she's on the tree. Lovers engaged and married and all that stuff to Chloe. Yeah, that was so... That's who wouldn't there, right? That's They were married, they were engaged, they loved each other, they... I mean, come on. These two people are in love. Why wouldn't they? They... Right? Have on the sex tree. She belongs on the tree. Well, there's okay. So you have three fruit three? on your Carly. So okay, okay. Well, I get okay. So we'll, uh, Carly, you're stretching because that was off camera like a thousand years ago. But before Daniel was even created, by the way, I'm sure. <laughs> um, hey, can that happen? How could you? Daniel was not created. Never mind. This is chicken and egg show. Here. Pardon me. It's like chicken and egg. Exactly. You know. Could they have had sex before he was created? I don't know. Well, you know um, what? Let's so, you know, hey, look. One, he's in love with. The other, oops, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And the other one, you know, brought a beautiful child, which is going to bear much wonderful fruit. So there you go. Yeah, daytime does have a lot of oops sex, I've noticed. Yeah, and I don't know if I need to be in the conversation of the male whore category, but I'll take it. Uh, no. No one said that. male sure. whore. No one man. said male whore. That those words never came whore. out of my mouth. How, can we just put that in there? I'll be a man but, whore if we can put in misunderstood man whore. I'll take it. 
I'll scribble it down. But since you said misunderstood, we actually have a caller that would like to speak to you named Miss Party Girl. So, Miss Party Girl, you're on the air on Soap Central Live. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? Wait a second. Let me just ask you this. Are you in Dallas right now? I'm actually in Dallas right now getting my hair done for one of the Super Bowl parties tonight. One of the many you're going to be attending for the next three, four days? Do we need to call someone? Do we need to call you on, like, Monday? Um, you might need to call me on Tuesday. Give me an extra day to recover. You'll need it, hence the name. I know, honey. Well, listen, you all are talking about super couples, but I want to talk about the Super Bowl. Who do you have, the pick Packers or the Steelers? Oh. The Packers or the Steelers? Yes. Who's That's your pick? interesting. You're really going to put me to the wall on this. I got money in various places on various teams and point spreads. <laughs> However, <laughs> that being said, you know, I'm from the Midwest, right? So I got to go with anyone who touches the Great Lakes, which has to be uh, Wisconsin. So I got to, you know, I have to go with the Packers there. Okay. I'm on the Steelers. And one more question for you. If Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers were to get into a fist fight, who do you think oh. would win? Oh, that's interesting. I think they both got rage issues. One, uh, Rogers for having to sit behind Favre for so many years. Okay. He's really a talented quarterback. Uh, ben, I think he's got rage issues, uh, as you would understand why. Wonderful. The past year would probably sum that rage issue up. But <laughs> the, man, the man is being redeemed. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate talking with you, Sean. Great. When am I going to see you next? Where, where Are you going to... I don't even know where I'm going to be next. Well, actually, I'm going to see you again in April back here in Dallas. Dallas, sweet. The Dave Charity events come out and play. All all right, honey. Well, I've got to get my hair straightened and get off to the party. Oh, my God. You're getting straightened? You've got to go Texas-style, girl. You've got to lift that thing. (laughs) Well, they're lifting it just a little bit, but they're straightening it, too. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, baby. There's some sexy girls down in Texas, so (laughs) you do your hair any way you want down there. All right, sugar. Well, I will speak to you soon, and I'll see you soon. Okay. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Miss Party Girl. Bye-bye. Bye. So, uh, misunderstood man whore. Uh, (laughs) Snuffy. Be careful. (laughs) You're going from big and juicy to misunderstood man whore. Just just figured, you know, hey. I'm rolling with it, dude. I will take responsibility. I will take it with pride. Yes. Not everything that you have to take for uh, responsibility for is actually a bad thing. Let's talk about, I'm watching Days of Our Lives this week, you know, Mm -hmm. expecting to see some happy, wonderful soap moments. And then Jennifer Horton, this beautiful, sweet, lovely woman, returns to Salem. She's been away for a while. And then she has her heart stolen, not broken. (laughs) I mean, it was literally stolen out of her body. So what is going on in Salem that... We've got heart snatchers. Hey, listen, man. That heart went through universe. I think with the Salem University Hospital over from the detective office. I think it made a run there through McDonald's drive-through, <laughs> finally down to the prison cell, um, where Daniel manually massaged that thing back to life. Nobel Prize is on its way. It was awesome. That was actually very cool. Um, I, you know, I think that's the second one I've performed since I've been here. So I got to be honest. With you, I think Daniel's becoming a pro at the manual massage your heart back to life kind of thing. Uh, but it was great. You know, I, I thought it'd be this unbelievable archaic prison cell. I mean, when I imagined it in my head, mm-hmm. I thought we were going full on Frankenstein. I mean, I really did. I'm like, this will be cool, man. Dungeon chains, you know, the whole thing. Uh, 
But I digress. That's a whole other topic. Sorry. Anyway, um, but <laughs> but it turned out actually wonderful because you know I think more importantly he got to see his daughter work under a pre- hot pressure situation and that brought right. them closer and he got to see her in a new light and the potential that um, you know his daughter has to be a, a wonderful doctor. So that was one of those um, byproducts of putting the uh, the heart in manually. We got to work together, and we all bonded. Has anybody Googled to see if this whole thing is actually medically realistic, okay. the whole stealing okay. of the Just heart? slow down, Dan. <laughs> slow down. Okay. Everything you see on soaps can happen in real life, and I mean everything. See, that's right? what I thought, but, you know, I've heard from people no, that the snow, the snow totally on good. the sets isn't really real snow, what? and that the what? alcohol that you drink isn't really real alcohol. These are all things I've read no, on the Internet, true. so it has blown my mind. Um, <laughs> it is now, look, it's a wonderful world of make-believe, but I actually believe it is snowing here, so don't, no one's going to tell me different. And, yeah, I really did put a heart in someone's chest cavity, and no one's going <laughs> to tell me different. Um <laughs> No, well, look, some of the medical stuff, look, this is heightened drama, man. That's what makes it exciting, though, right? I mean, you you got to suspend some reality here because, you know, we got to get this thing in within an hour, right? We're not doing the movie. My um, reality has been suspended for about 36 years. Isn't so. a great high? You got to go. Isn't that fantastic? It really not is. Not any drug at all. It's just <laughs> suspended imagination. What else do you really need? Well, a few things, but... <laughs> Back yeah. to that sex tree, apparently. I'm sorry, what? I think you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Oh, anyway. okay. oh there you go. Next question. <laughs> Speaking of, we talked about the heart. I would think that when you save someone's life, mm-hmm. I mean, in addition to at least getting a dinner or something out of it, I would right. think that, you know, Jennifer is going to have some sort of connection or some sort of whatever the word I'm looking for, sort of uh, affection for Daniel, because, I mean, he, he saved her life. Well, no, see, well, Daniel rewired the aorta to make it appear that way. There's a love vein that runs straight down the, the lower left. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all yes. reconnected. So, you know, uh-huh. when he's done, I will be sort of um, a higher being. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> um so many of those things are predicted because you do save someone's life. I mean, that's the. Yeah. I think you said first uh, right at the big top of the hour here or whatever um, how unpredictable things can be. Um, but you know, you know, you, you never know. Um, but you know, you save someone, saves your life, and they may have a whole other affinity for you. But or they may just hate you completely. Is now they're you know you rewired it wrong. Well, you- Come on, you can't hate somebody for saving your life. I mean... No, well, if you hate, you actually have to love, so I guess hate's a pretty big word. Um, so I don't know. I really... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's... Yeah, she gives me some static about it, to be honest with you, so... Wow. Yeah, right? Wow. Take me on, girl. Come on. say about her? I called her sweet and loving and beautiful Jennifer... And she, wow. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, we'll right? Yeah, we're going to have to tune in. Grappy on her own doctor... Um, well, seems a little. Seems a little right. I'm like, come on, girl. I just saved your life here. What's up? Um, okay. But I saved your life, so yeah. So take that. We have a Twitter question for you from, and I'm going to try to pronounce the name properly, but it is what it is. 
Sable on blonde. Stable on blonde. Sable like a like a mink. Oh, Coke. Sable on um, sounds like a movie you could rent on pay per view. <laughs> I think it actually might be. <laughs> Somebody go <laughs> on Google that for me while I ask this question. Uh, Sable on blonde. I'm guessing is a woman because blonde has an e on it, but could just be a typo. Uh, wants to know the the scenes where Daniel found out the truth about Parker. Since your performance was so on point, when you got that script and knew that the big reveal was coming, right. what went through your mind when you were reading it? Did you think, oh my God, this is it, I, I, I get to nail it, or you know, what went sort of through your mind at that point? Um, I'm going to need a lobotomy when I'm done with this, <laughs> this, this, this script. Um, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I, I thought the writers handled it beautifully, very deftly. There's so many different layers because of it, I mean, you know, it's your daughter and it's your daughter's husband and then you're the woman of your dreams, the woman you love, your soulmate, and then it's with her, <laughs> her brother, I'm sorry, her ex-boyfriend who's the brother of the man you cheated. I mean, I mean, there was just so many different layers and things to unfurl. And they did a wonderful job of sort of unfolding that slowly. But the initial... I, I, um, piece of information all thrown into you just short circuit. I mean, I think there was no other way to deal with that moment than uh, the, a deep visceral response. And, mm. and that began with about ready to bludgeon someone with a crucifix. Um, so, which, you know, some people had an issue too with. We were, uh, you know, at one point we were going to do it with a statue, like a mother and child. And I was like, oh, I don't know. What do, you know, what do we do? But, yeah. you know, it, it, it's one of those things that can't be overthought. I mean, it literally is one of those things you just grab in the moment um, because it is such one of those raw, visceral moments. And and that's how it played out. I didn't try to anticipate it. Um, I don't, you know, it's one of those things you No, I think you were. And then you figure out what comes up. You were, it really was right on the money. I think for soap fans, a lot of times the payoff on certain storylines maybe doesn't sort of reach mm-hmm. what they, they felt it should be in their heads. But I think this is right. one that really exceeded what everyone expected, both from the writing, from right. the performance. And that's, it, it's certainly, well, I mean, you're, you're nominated for a Danky, at least for right. now, and, you know, there could be other things coming down the line. So certainly, right. I mean, you, you nailed it. Well, I, it wasn't me. It was, you know, my co-stars, Nadia, Molly, Crystal, you know, Jay. I mean, these people brought it so i'm just responding i mean they did they brought it and um i mean the writing did they that they gave us the great framework i mean and it did because it was such a long uh period between the reveal or between the act itself and the reveal um i'm sure some people were getting frustrated and like oh my god daniel's got to be the dumbest man everyone in oakdale or oakdale that was that was the oakdale did you hear that <laughs> that was the world turned throwback Wow! I'm put my throwback jersey on right now. Uh, <laughs> Salem um, knew about it, but Daniel. But you know, I had certain justifications for not wanting to know for Daniel. So um, the act of not uh, making people aware that you know is in in it of itself an action, something that he can, you know, um, you knowingly let respectfully let things pass and i think that what sort of kept it alive for me so i don't hopefully people didn't get bored um but when it was revealed 
like I said, all those people stepped up, and all I had to do was just be the pinball machine, or be the mm-hmm. pinball in a pinball machine, because they just gave, I mean, Nadia just gave an amazing uh, mm-hmm. performances, and, and everybody, you know, Molly, everyone just came to, they were there, they were just there, and all I had to do was step in and see what came out of my uh, my my, uh, my mouth, my soul, I don't know. And actually, everybody involved in that storyline has been also nominated for SoapCentral.com awards. And everybody, if you want to vote on them, you can, of course, go over to SoapCentral.com slash Dankies. It's D-A-N-K-I-E-S. Cast your vote. So even if you're not a Days fan, you can go and vote for the soap that you watch. So before I let you go, I cannot ignore the fact that Valentine's Day is coming up. Is it? you know, well, you're married. You better know this. Um, <laughs> I think you sort of have to celebrate Valentine's Day, whether you want to or not when you're married. Um, I promise to keep listeners warm at the top with my hot air. I think I've done a good job with that. But they may want to know, what is Sean Christian's idea of a perfect romantic evening? And please don't say, you know, feet up on the coffee table watching football, because that might just let the air out of their sails. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you that ain't it. Uh, I, one word, unpredictable. That's that. Oh, I yeah, no, I, think that, <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to put it. There you go. Well, I want to thank you for dropping by. I know this was very much last minute, and I appreciate you dropping by. My pleasure. I'm 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 no Ari, not nearly as beautiful, but I tell you what, I had a good chat. And for those of you out there, please don't forget that you can tune in to see Sean every weekday on Days of Our Lives. It airs on NBC. Check your local listings for the time and channel in your area. And you can also watch full episodes on NBC.com in case, for some reason, the DVR doesn't work or you're not home to flip on the TV. If you missed any part of today's show or you just want to hear it again, head on over to SoapCentral.com slash radio for all sorts of listening options for this and every other edition of Soap Central Live. Next week, as I sort of previewed here, it's a special Valentine's Day episode with some of your favorite real-life and on-screen couples. It's an hour of romance, candy hearts, and the evil Stefano Demera. You won't want to miss it. Until then, I'm out of hot air, so it's probably a good time to sign off on another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.